Post 82 is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Kings lose to the Brooklyn Nets, 116-97. Really bad shooting night from three from the Kings. But before we get started, let's just kind of just get this out in the open. Kings were without, we already know, no... De'Aaron Fox, no Marvin Bagley III, no, also tonight, no Bogdan Bogdanovich, who sat this one out with a left hamstring tightness, no Trevor Ariza, who's not with the team for personal reasons, so you're talking about four of your projected top nine guys not playing. So one thing we're not going to do here on Post-82, throwing room breakdown, is overreact. This is not going to become an overreaction zone like a lot of y'all overreacted earlier in the year when the team was 0-5. So that's one thing we're not going to do right now with this situation. Team's out. Like I said, four of its top nine guys out. True, the Nets were without Kyrie Irving tonight. But even with that, you still got a pretty veteran uh, Nets team with a lot of guys who have been in their system, running their sets, running their stuff for a while now. So when you've got that going against a... Kings team that's still pretty un, still getting used to each other. New coach, new system, new terminology. Overall, the Nets are still going to have an advantage, especially at home against the Kings team that's pretty depleted. So, like I said, what we're not going to do right now is overreact. Saw some of your comments on on, on Twitter during my timeline. What's going on with this? Why isn't that guy playing? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Hey, what can I say? You're down that many guys. We're not going to bury the Kings off of that. Even with this loss, they're still 6-3 and three in their last nine games. I, I think you got to take that and can't got to throw this in as well. Uh, Corey Joseph played 23 minutes, you know, has the sore heel, bruised heel, and I asked him about it after the game. He said no excuses. He played. Shot two of seven, five assists, five points. He wasn't himself, and even asking Luke Walton after the game, he didn't think Corey was himself tonight. So, in essence, you could almost say the Kings were down four and a half players tonight. But again, this is not an overreaction zone. Overreactions are not welcome. We're not going to jump to some, the Kings need to shake things up after a game like this. They've had some bad games in Brooklyn in the past, and I think this is a game where you're going to have to uh, take that L, pack it away, and see what you do go, uh, going down to Washington. So let's look into the game. Let's dive into the box, score a little, see some of the things that went wrong for the Kings. And what I actually want to get into, too, is first, it's not even so much the box score. It was just the way the Kings played on offense. I didn't see enough ball movement. I didn't see enough action. It looked like uh, Brooklyn was able to force the Kings into a lot of tough shots. There was a lot of one-two pass attack type offense from the Kings. And especially when they're down so many people, 
they really can't afford to play that way. So that played right into the hands of the Nets. And it also doesn't help that when the Kings did get some good looks, they just couldn't hit them. Four twenty six on three pointers. They don't even have to look that up. Season low and made threes. <laughs> made four of twenty six. Uh, Buddy Hill was one of eight. They really were hounding him. I think it helped Brooklyn. They got two guys that know Buddy pretty well, and Garrett Temple and Iman Shumpert, former Kings, who they had defending him at times. Yeah, but they made it tough on Buddy. Buddy had 12 points in the first quarter, four for the rest of the game. Again, uh, four 26 on three. Not going to win a game on the road, at home, anywhere shooting that bad when you shoot that poorly from the three and conversely allow your opponent to shoot 50.6% for the game and to make 12 out of their 34 threes. And you get dominated on the glass. Brooklyn, 48-33 to 33 rebounding advantage. Second chance points. Nets, 19. Kings, 7. To me, all those things point to just Brooklyn being the more physical team, the more aggressive team. The team that imposed its will on the Kings all night. And that's what's, that's not going to work on the road. You've got to play with more force. Again, understanding that the Kings are down several guys. This is not the normal Kings team that we've seen the last couple of weeks. But that's that was one thing that, if I, if I could say, was disappointing was that I just didn't see that same fight top, no, top to bottom all night going at those guys but an over 80 an over 82 game season you're going to have nights like this even if all the guys are healthy you might have a night like this so like i said no overreactions i'm going to emphasize that no overreactions we're not going to start any fire anyone bench anybody campaigns over this game so that being said i'm going to go into what i did like from the game tonight not a whole lot you could say you like about the Kings in a the game they lose by 19. But what I did like tonight was the rookie Justin James, you know, the one of the all-time sports cliches, next man up. And without a bunch of guards, Justin was the next man up. Had 14 points on 6 of 14 shooting. He made two of the Kings' four three-pointers. Uh, four three he was two of four on threes. Tried to dunk on DeAndre Jordan, something nasty. Uh, tried to catch a body with that one. He didn't get the dunk down, but he did draw a foul. But I love the aggression. I love the attack mentality of the kid. I love that he just kept going at, at the Nets. And I also liked about him post-game. One thing that he said bothered him was he said he had too many defensive mishaps. And you got to like a young player saying, hey, yeah, I had, you know, Obviously, for this kid, for for James, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop calling him a kid. He's an adult. He's just way younger than me. But I'm not gonna call him a kid. But you like the, you love the fact that he comes out and says the defense is what bothered him about his game. Because it could be easy to say I had 14 points, had three, you know, three assists, two steals. Let's check that one steal, two turnovers. But he said the defensive mishaps are what bothered him, and he felt like they could have, they could have, you know run the offense better, played better offensively, made more things happen. So that's definitely, of all the things from this game, that was a, the big positive to me was just that you really saw him step into that role, take that moment, and make the most of it. And that was just a, that, that was a, 
a big thing for them because if you remember Justin back in summer league, you he was struggling. He was you know Kings told all of us it was the guy you know was a good scorer in college. All the numbers said that Justin was a good scorer in college, and he was having trouble scoring in parts of the summer league. So you may, it made you wonder, hmm, what you know what type of scorer can't score like this? But summer league is probably the biggest place where for overreactions and. If we're not going to overreact about a regular season game, we're definitely not going to go back and overreact about Summer League. So, good game for Justin. Now we go ahead. We can go ahead and look forward to the Washington game. And in a lot of ways, this game, I don't want to say it bothers me or worries me for the Kings, but after giving up 116 tonight to the Nets, a Nets team that didn't have Kyrie Irving on the floor, this game coming up in Washington could be, be a big problem. Withers have one of the best offenses in the league. Bradley Beal is on a tear. They don't have the greatest record in the league. They're not. You know, there's still no John Wall on that team. So when you look at that team, you're looking at a whole lot of Bradley Beal, someone we all know well in Sacramento. Isaiah Thomas is out there. But when you, the Kings will be playing a team that's coming off a victory. The, the, uh, the Withers were able to knock off the Hornets tonight which led to the uh, <laughs> one of the funnier uh, social media team posts. I don't know if you want to call it funny, corny, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the Withers put Bradley Beal's face in a Withers jersey over to the baby and said that Bradley had a little bop in his game. <laughs> so I don't know, like I said, I don't know if that's corny or just funny, but it made me chuckle a little bit. Withers are 5-8 and eight right now. Like I said, not the best record, but they put up 125 against the Hornets. And if the Kings aren't locked in, physical and aggressive, this is the type of game where you could see a guy like Bradley, who had 30 and 30 points, 12 assists against the Wizards. Bradley could go off, you know, it could be a 40, and not no exaggeration, a 50-point game from Bradley. The Kings definitely can't afford to look at the record and assume this is going to be a game that'll be easy or a game they can take it take your opponent lightly because this is going to be a I think it's going to be a tough game for them I really do I just think that the Wizards can test them multiple ways defensively and if they're going to be down Bogdanovich possibly in this game and also have no Ariza you're asking your leading scorer probably and buddy to chase around Bradley Bill along with uh, Harrison Barnes. I can imagine him taking some turns on Bradley, but that's still a lot. And Bradley Bill is one of the best shooting guards in the game. And like I said, he had 12 assists in, the, in their last win. So that's a guy who makes plays. So the Kings have to be prepared for that. But in order for them to be prepared, the one thing that they can't do, they can't bring kind of this... Put, I, don't, I don't want to call it passive, but I'm not sure how to describe it because but they weren't aggressive enough against the Nets, and they can't they can't go to Washington playing with that lack of aggression, that lack of force. They've got to go out there and take this game to the Wizards, make some things happen, force the force the issue with their aggression, attack the basket, not settle for jumpers, especially if you're shooting four or twenty six. You got to try to get some better looks, move the ball, player movement, all the things they weren't able to do against the Nets. Again, Kings fall 116 97. 
This is Jason Jones of The Athletic, Throne Room Breakdown, Post 82. We will catch up with you after the Kings play the Withers. Y'all take it easy. And, oh yeah, forgot one thing. Uh, big game Saturday, Cal versus Stanford. You know what it's about. Go Bears. Uh, we need that axe back. I don't like Stanford. I don't like their mascot, the tree. I don't like the fact that they're... Their card, the Cardinal, but their mask got the tree. I don't understand it. I don't like them. I don't like their campus right now. I don't like a lot about Stanford. So, yeah, go Bears. Talk to you later. Goodbye.